Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market-cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Next does not provide tax or legal advice. So many people get overwhelmed when they think about financial planning, investing, and wealth management. They think it's over their heads. They're intimidated. And you know what? Cut the music. Stop it. Don't worry. We'll show you the ropes. It's all good. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. We're about more than just creating short-term wealth. We're all about creating a lasting family legacy. We're your go-to source for demystifying those intimidating financial topics. We're here to make the complex world of money simple, straightforward, and accessible. We'll break down the barriers that often make investing seem confusing and overwhelming. So whether you're a seasoned investor or just starting out on your financial journey, this podcast is for you. Tune in for valuable insights, actionable advice, and a whole lot of financial wisdom. This is the Wealth Accelerator Podcast, and this is Hunter Lowry. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter Lowry here. I'm a financial advisor, and my goal is to help you to create a family legacy, not just short-term wealth. Well, what do you think about the new intro? I'm pretty hyped about it. <laughs> been working on it for a little bit. I felt like we needed to spice things up, you know. Like we said, it's been 30 over 30,000 downloads now. It's been over 3 years that we've been going on this podcast. So, we needed to just revamp things, bring the energy up a little bit and and keep things fresh. So, I'm um, pretty excited about that. But Guys, if you've been listening for the last few episodes, um, I talked about going on that fly fishing trip in Reading. We had so much fun out there. It was absolutely just fantastic. Full day guided trip in a drift boat on the Lower Sac River. I mean, we landed about 12 fish. We probably lost eight or 10. We had a very action packed day, which I am no expert fisherman. I'm not bad, not bad, but not an expert by any means. But it's hard to keep those fish on the line when you got barbless hooks and you know we were catching them 15 feet deep or so in very very fast water so when we did land them they were such nice fish everything we caught was like 18 to 23 inches i mean it was so much fun so if you're ever up in redding california i would highly highly recommend doing a trip on the lower sack it's well worth it so just wanted to give you the quick update just because i've been talking about it for a while but enough of that let's dive into the finances so September has been a super crazy busy month. Um, I have about seven new families coming on board. So a lot of financial planning discussions and really great questions that have been asked. Uh, one lady, she actually said, I bet you get bored of answering all the same questions all the time, huh? No way. A lot of the questions, you know, truthfully, they are on a similar uh, train of thought, but everyone has a unique view of it. And with a lot of the questions that have been coming up, I wanted to address three of the most common investing myths that I hear. So first one, a lot of people think that in order to do well in the stock market, you need to be constantly trading. 
you know, sometimes people are surprised to hear that we really only rebalance or change the main components of our portfolio around once a year, sometimes twice if things are really crazy. But when I'm going through our investments and, and our style, you know, I tell people uh, about this process, then they look almost shocked. Like, what am I paying for that if you aren't going to be sitting with 14 different screens up and watching candle charts and running around the office yelling buy or sell and just constantly making moves with my portfolio. Why, what am I paying you for? Well, you're paying me partially to keep your own hands away from the keyboard. We do not need to be continuously making changes because we're not investing for what's gonna happen over the next week or the next month. We're investing for the next few years to come. Plus, we have to be careful with overtrading, especially if it's outside of a retirement account. Because with those accounts, you're gonna be paying taxes annually on the realized gains. So if we're trading too frequently, we could run into a situation where you are paying taxes on an account that potentially lost money, which I'll tell you what, that does not make anybody happy. <laughs> so do you have to be a day trader to make good returns in the market? zero percent no chance i would argue that it's actually even more difficult and more risky to play the short game that way okay myth number two that i hear a lot investing will get me rich quick it's just compound interest duh well if we're going to be in this game you have got to put your patient pants on i <laughs> i was visiting with a new client last week and they said hunter what should we expect our returns to be with this type of portfolio and I said, well, I can give you an estimate on what we're shooting for over the long run, but on a year-by-year -year basis, that's an impossible question to answer. There's too many unknown factors. We could have wars, there could be new strains of COVID, natural disasters, elections are coming up. I mean, there are so many things that could cause market turmoil that if you compare our returns on just a year-by-year -year basis, it's too volatile. If the market loses 15% in a year, we're not gonna be having a 30% positive return, I'll tell you that much, but we dang sure should be losing less than those market indexes. So this person proceeded to ask, well then, if we aren't happy after the first year of performance, can we just pull our money out? Well, yeah, of course you can. You could take your money out whenever you want, but I told them, honestly, if you're concerned about getting big positive returns every single year, and if we don't do that one time, then you're gonna be upset, we really just should never start this process and we should not work together because it's not a question of if it's going to happen. It's a when, we're going to have negative years. So when that does happen, you're either gonna be able to stay in the game and be patient or you're gonna to wanna to stop right at that point. And if that's the case, then we might as well never begin because again, the negative years are inevitable. It's part of the market cycle. Compound interest, it's really powerful, really, really powerful. But if you're planning on double digit returns every single year without fail, you're gonna be seriously disappointed throughout your investing career because it takes time to grow your net worth. There's really only three things that we can do to grow your investment account. Three simple things. The first is we can add more time, which is impossible, of course. So starting young is really, really helpful and I get really fired up when people are wanting to uh, begin their investment journey and they have, are a very young age. It's the one of the most, or the most powerful component to this whole process. The second variable that we have is you can get better returns, which we can do our best to be aggressive in a smart manner, but I would argue that we don't really want to tweak that variable too hard and press on it too hard, or else we're opening ourselves up to too much downside exposure. So the last variable that we have is we can contribute more, which honestly, 
uh, you know, that one is the one that we have the most control over, contributing consistently. That's the variable that you can take the most advantage of. Okay, overall, the last myth that I hear, the stock market hunter, it's too risky. And a lot of times, these people will come in and they show me their statements and they're sitting in government bonds or CDs, which don't get me wrong, those things have a place for people. But if you're 43 years old sitting in CDs because you're scared of market volatility, you're seriously doing yourself a disservice. Because let's say, you know, right now, maybe you're getting 5% on your CD that you have. Well, inflation over the last year has been abnormally high, as we know, but historically, it's normally sitting around 3%. Meaning, if you're getting a 5% return on your CD and inflation's at 3%, you're really only making 2% on that money within the CD. Where the S&P 500, it's up, you know, roughly 15% this year, give or take. So you would have made 12% on that money with 3% inflation. Being too conservative for too long is a serious mistake that people make all in the name of avoiding the market drop. But if you have the time frame to sustain it, you should not be scared of market corrections. It creates a buying opportunity for you to buy the same mutual funds on a discount. Everybody wants to buy their shoes and shirts on a discount. Your favorite retail store has a sale and everybody runs in to go buy stuff on Black Friday and all these days where you can get extreme discounts. But not on their mutual funds. People get scared when their mutual funds are selling on a discount. So is the stock market really too risky? Over the short run, if you need the money very soon, then yeah, it actually is too risky and you don't wanna be invested within the, uh, within the normal stock market. Again, if you're gonna need your money very, very soon. But if you've got five plus years until you need the money, then no, the risk that you're facing is actually way greater when you're invested too conservatively. You know, part of my job for people, it's not only to coach them, but to also be a teacher and to debunk some of the myths that are constantly brought up like this. So if you ever have questions and I can help you go through your financial goals and make sure that you are on the correct path to reach them in the most efficient manner, you can always schedule a one-on-one -on -one call with myself at my website, hunterlowry.com. There's a link right there to my personal calendar. I would love to meet you and love to chat with you. All right, guys, it's a great day to have a great day, everybody. Take care. You've been listening to the Wealth Accelerator Podcast. Hunter is a fully licensed financial advisor, and his mission is to equip you with the knowledge and insights you need to make informed financial decisions. His goal is to break down those barriers that often make investing seem confusing and overwhelming. If you'd like to talk about your specific situation, you can contact Hunter directly. Yes, you heard it right. Head on over to HunterLowry.com to book a call. Let's discuss your financial goals and how we can help you achieve them. Get ready to supercharge your wealth and create that lasting legacy. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to like, rate, and review. Find Hunter on Facebook and Instagram at Hunter Lowry. See you next time on the Wealth Accelerator Podcast.